Welcome to The Magic Spark. I'm your host and personal wellness witch, Tandy Gutierrez. This podcast is for the open-hearted magic makers seeking to cultivate consistent self-evolution, or as I like to call it, self-revolution. It aims to be a home base for continually stumbling upon things that ignite the healing spark in you, be that practical or magical. Now, let's see what that spark is for you in today's episode. Hello, my magic makers. You're listening to episode 46, and I'm going to have to start with a disclaimer. I have restarted this episode, oh, I don't know, four times. This also happened with episode 45. This is not the regular flow for recording or for me when producing content or sharing things with you all. So I am recording these in Mercury Retro Shade, and there's definitely a thing going on. Like the mic sounds weird. The headphones sound weird. I'm trying not to sound weird, so we're just gonna make another attempt to get this messaging out to you all and see how it goes. So thank you for your grace. Thank you for your patience. Let's give this another try. This podcast is brought to you by unicornwellnessstudio.com. 30-minute Pilates-based workouts written in alignment to the current zodiacal and lunar cycle, monthly energetic healings, new and full moon tarot readings, plus an extensive library of custom astrology and magic tutorials, all brought to you by yours truly for the last 10 years. You are the magic. Learn to cast a spell with your life when it calls to you. Explore a membership with unicornwellnessstudio.com. Now on to this particular episode, Libra season. That's what we're here to talk about. Libra season runs September 23rd through October 23rd of 2023. And this particular episode offers our tarot forecast for not only these dates, but for the full fall season in the Northern Hemisphere, spring in the Southern. So these dates run September 23rd through December 21st, 2023. This is a multi-layered episode of both a micro and a macro cycle. This episode may have more weight, bearing, and significance if you are a Libra native with your sun, your rising, or your moon in this sign. Now, I want to add a caveat because it's been moving through lately and I don't think I've said it yet. We all get caught up one in our sun sign of astrology. Often it's the only thing that we know and it is definitely a part of us and part of our foundations and it's useful, but it's it's not exactly the most important piece of our personal natal chart. If we can get into the sun rising and moon, we're really going to be looking at the rising sign in a whole house sign astrology, which is what I practice. If you don't have your time of birth and, and you don't know, that's okay. Then lean into the sun sign, but also just listen to the qualities of each season and just live within the zodiacal season, right? The other piece that has been wanting to move through is that 
if you haven't had your astrological natal chart done, or just because culture has us focusing so much on the big three, I'm going to offer and ask that you look to a wider spectrum of your chart if you have a copy of it and really see if you have, you know, prominent placements in air signs or in Libra, which to me, this would be a stellium and a stellium is three or more celestial bodies in one sign. So you may heavily identify because we're in Libra season, right? You may be a Libra sun, you know, identify that way, lean in goodness gracious, I lean into my sun sign, right? But also know that you may not be a Libra sun rising or moon, but you could have a Libra stellium. And that means this is going to have more weight. The season is going to be more prominent for you than others. So again, sometimes we get so locked into what we're culturally running home as like quick fixes and quick references. We all need quick references. And here with me, I'd love us to go deeper. I like us to get curious and expand and really offer perspectives of the hanged one of like, well, if we flip it on its head, what does it look like? What does it feel like then? Because I think we're missing a lot of goods in the nuanced conversation by not understanding our chart on like a full spectrum of like, there's a stellium sitting over here. So it really can be a bit like a teeter totter where it outweighs even other aspects in your chart. Okay. So that's wanting to move through. So that's clearly for many of you listening that you may just go check your chart and go, Hmm. And for those who've had a simple stars astrological, uh, reading with me, this is really what we cover in that little grid, right? Where it breaks down how many fire, air, earth, and water signs. We don't get too deep into it in that reading with the cardinal fixed immutable signs, but it's definitely a part of the process, right? Knowing if you have more air signs than anything else in the total chart, knowing if you have a stellium in one of these pieces, it's going to affect how the seasons, the zodiacal seasons influence your experience of the astrology. Okay, so we're going deeper <laughs> here. And that's been wanting to move through um, in the last few readings. We still focus on sun rising and moon because again, not everyone has their birth time. This information is for everyone. And I think we could even like move out of our personal charts even and just go, how does this season affect me? How is it affecting me this year? What am I experiencing? What does my body do? What do my emotions do? And really track ourselves based on our current experience, right? Awareness, being in the moment, and really starting to build our own manual on ourselves, right? Our own reflection, our own to-do list. Is that really? To-do list isn't really accurate. Okay, we might take that one out, but let's roll through here. <laughs> okay. I'm still weirded out by how my mic and my earbuds sound right now. I'm so sorry, y'all. Okay, hopefully it sounds juicy on your end and it's just me. But as I'm recording this and starting, there is a crazy thunderstorm outside. Y'all can't hear it, but it's happening. So there's some massive cleansing on our doorstep right now. Okay, so 
Yes, if you are a Libra, sun, rising, or moon, this episode's going to have more bearing for you, perhaps more significance. And if you have a lot of air in your chart, if that's your prominent element, or if you have a stellium in Libra, mm, my friend, lean in. Okay. A big, big, big thank you to my listeners. Uh, if this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Friendly reminder for those listening not in the Northern Hemisphere, the seasons may be different, but the energies of the tarot, the astrology, the zodiac, and the channel guidance are the same. Take what resonates and leave the rest. There are major magic sparks here for everyone listening. Okay. Libra and fall. Let's roll into it. Libra in the tarot in the major arcana is represented by justice. Now this card is interesting because classically it is number 11 in the major arcana, but there's a long history of it being flip-flopped with number eight. And I think that's always like, hmm, why would they do that? Why is that happening? 11 is considered to be a gateway number, right? Like the columns and the posts. Um, this is reflected in the justice card. This is also reflected in the high priestess card sitting between two worlds, a doorway. Um, and 11 is considered the most psychic of numbers, the most magical of numbers. And so it's interesting that when we get justice and we have this number 11 and it's so connected to magic and psychic, you know, intuition and psychic messaging, but justice seems so staunch, right? It's also flip-flopped with the number eight. Eight is the number of empowerment, which I do think is cool. And I see why in the numerology, they would be interchangeable here that eight, when you turn it on its side is the infinity symbol, right? And infinity offers us a balance between humanity and divinity. So here we are talking about balance, which justice and the scales of justice is all about balance. And the balance of Libra is not just civil liberties, food, water, shelters, equity for all. This is about those things and human pleasure, beauty, right? So this card offers us clarity on what is right. So here we go into the scales of justice and what we tend to know as, as balance, right? In a human incarnation. And it offers us retribution for the wrongs of the past. And when we get into spiritual things, that past could be past lives, y'all. Doesn't have to be last week. Um, this card focuses on the mind and intellect rather than the feelings about any of it, right? It has us moving into what are the facts? What are the parts? What needs to be done to improve, to be fair, to be integrous, or to heal? It typically signals when it comes up in a reading, right? A time of not doing, but rather of reaping or receiving karma. If you prescribe to karma, right? Energy and actions you've put out into the world prior. When this card gets pulled, it says they're coming back. This could be a beautiful blessing. It could be here to teach you a lesson, right? It's always a time of things sifting out and balancing, okay? And often it's balancing in the unseen energetic spaces. And we know in this community that if they've balanced in the unseen energetic spaces, then they're going to be reflected in this 3D physical life experience, 
Okay. And like I said before, the justice card also reflects the high priestess card, but this time it's the high priestess card in action. Cause the high priestess is all about intuition. I know, I know this is the right thing. I know this is going to happen, right? I know I shouldn't do this. I know I should. Then we get to the justice card and says, you knew in the high priestess, but did you do anything about it? So the justice is about our knowing guiding us to right action. And we can get into this right and wrong. I try to stay away from this language because the binary is funky, right? There's no right way to be a witch. There's no right way to be a human. And yet there is right action in our own life because this is integrity. The things you think, know, and believe. Have you, do you take real action to allow those things that you know and believe to express themselves in your life, right? Around here, it's all about walking your talk. You can talk your talk. You can think your thoughts all you want. They mean nothing until you have taken action and implemented them in this 3D incarnation, okay? So the justice card says, you know what needs to be done now. Will you be grown enough to do it? Or did you do it in the past? Okay. If you did the grown integrous thing in the past, then we're in a moment of like, things are alchemizing, thing are things are balancing for the better. We're dropping baggage, right? There could be rewards and blessings, or there just could be a place of calm. Okay. If you didn't do the grown thing in the past, you may be on cleanup mission and says, you're going to get another chance to do the integrous thing. Okay. So in balance, in the justice card, it signals efforts you've made in the past are finally coming to fruition, either literally or energetically. Baggage is being dropped. Karma is being burned. Healing is happening. Okay. In imbalance, which for those who read in reverse or prescribe to the reverse language, life is going sideways when the justice card comes up and is out of balance or out of integrity. And it pushes us to revisit our value system. Are we acting in integrity to what we believe in? What we preach, are we practicing? So in imbalance, it is definitely a time to adjust, to pivot, to make shifts towards the more adulting, the wiser, and the fair. And often in a 3D human incarnation, that means doing the hard stuff where you're like, oh, have that conversation, take that action. But actually maybe it's just, Go do the thing, you know, go clean out the fridge. Like, just go do it. Just go get it done, right? Your partner, your roommate's mad. Just go do it. Go do the right thing, okay? So Libra is a cardinal error sign. In the suits of the tarot, error is represented by swords. So now we're in the minor arcana, right? And the swords reflect these pieces of the justice card of intelligence, you know, intellect, acumen, thought process, our words. Swords are a call to review always. Like, what are we listening to? What are we reading? What are we thinking? What are we repeating? What are we saying on our outsides and internally, right? Because every word we speak is a spell. And awareness and healing is about like, what's coming up on the inside? Is that fact? Is that fiction? Is that constructive? Is that deep, you know, destructive? So it has us pushing towards what are the conscious and subconscious systems running in us? 
now in this moment because they should evolve and shift and change throughout our life. And the swords always offer what needs to be adjusted, what needs to be educated, expanded, or supported, again, for constructive expansion. How can we learn? How can we grow? Okay. So Libra offers us a literal, beautiful balance, right? Again, represented by the scales of justice in the Zodiac in this 3D incarnation of fairness and our civil liberties um, for all, not just for some. And on the other side of the scales, it offers us beauty and pleasure in this human experience, okay? So Libra is ruled by Venus, our lady Aphrodite, right? She, we need to remember, is beauty, love, and war. It is about pleasure, but she's equally about your finances, right? So we start to see how it's not just one thing, and it's very human. How can we do the right thing, but also experience beautiful, a beautiful life, a well-lived life, a life that brings us joy and peace and calm and pleasure, okay? At its best, Libra clarifies. It is beautiful communication. It mediates and it advocates for better understanding and as much fairness as possible in each situation, right? This is in its exaltation. Like it's going to look at a situation, go, let's talk it out. What did you mean by that? What do you want? Okay, cool. What do we have to work with? What is really possible in this situation? And how can we come to comfortable compromise that actually has us moving forward rather than getting stuck in a push-pull, I win, you lose situation? Like, let's just do better. Let's move forward just a little, okay? And at its worst, it's people-pleasing. It's over-talking. It's spiraling on non-action and indecision and hiding in retail therapy or maybe making things look pretty when under the surface, things are really ugly and really messy, okay? So Libra has us honoring our thoughts and values in partnership and relationship to each other and other things while allowing us to realize Things will never be perfect. They just won't, okay? We just need to think about how we show up and be present, do the best with what we have and know, and drop the rest and enjoy the moment and enjoy life. So one of the phrases that I've used for the last 10 years and all the places and spaces that I've held and taught is better is better. And Libra at its benevolence is really good at this. Um, it says, just take the tiny bit, move forward, because if it's just a little bit better, it's actually better. We may not have gotten to this massive you know, goal that we wanted, but we move the dial forward and actually as a human, that's a big fucking deal. And we need to get better about understanding those tiny movements forward again and again, tiny and mighty over time that push us to the long goal, right? Because when we get capsized and it's not perfect and it's not exactly what we wanted, guess what? We didn't fucking move the dial at all. We just complained. Not helpful. It's not actually helping. Okay, so this energy of Libra could feel like the whole goddess mode and goddess era all wrapped up into one completely exuberant. 
It can have you feeling yourself, body, mind, spirit, energy, and empowerment with the balance in things looking good and doing good for the self and the greater good. Yes, please. Okay. Or it could have us lost in earning our worthiness through codependent partnerships, overthinking things, stirring into toxic anxiety, and never taking action. Okay. So grounding massively matters in Libra season and for Libra placements, big time. Expand your education, thoughts, and words in this cycle big time. Stretch for better understanding of re-indigenizing our culture, dismantling internalized patriarchy, unraveling toxic methods of communication and inherent bias, and up-leveling through glamour magic. Now, I know it seems super disconnected, like, what? We went from there to here? And yet, multiplicity is the language of this lifetime. Balance is what we're cultivating and calling in and what's available to us within the magic of Libra. Okay? Love and expand yourself. And you learn how to offer grace, love, and expansion for others. Okay. If you haven't listened to episode 45, our Libra season and fall energy forecast, that's the deep dive. Please do. There's so much insight in that episode to guide you and today through de- December. It's a sister episode to this one and makes full sense of this season, its energetics and its offerings. Do not miss it. The uh, episode 45 is the juiciness of our channeled messaging um, that is specific and unique to me in this community. So if you haven't listened, please do. All right. So here we go. Um, It's pouring down rain outside now, y'all. I don't know if you can hear it or not, but the mic also seems to have perhaps found a happier spot. So we're going to roll with it. Um, Let's move into our fall equinox reading. Now, again, this reading is good both September 23rd through October 23rd for Libra season. And as a macro cycle, September 23rd through December 21st of 2023. Okay. So today I'm pulling five cards. I'm using the muse tarot and it's interesting because the muse was so loud and I went, Oh yeah, she beautiful. This deck is such an Aphrodite Venus deck. And then I thought, Oh, it's so Libra. Okay. I got it. We're going with the pretties and the shiny and the well curated it's got goddess mode written all over it. So let's see what it offers us. I'm pulling five cards in this reading, one card for the theme of the season One for what to release, another for what to learn, another for the big steps towards our highest and greatest good in this season, and the last card is for the next step for our highest and greatest good in this season. So let's do this. What does the universe have to offer us as a collective for Libra season as well as the autumnal equinox in the northern hemisphere and the spring equinox in the southern 
I can't make these things up. Can't wait to share it with you. Wow. Okay. Ooh. Yep. 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 Okay. I'm saying it like that because this is not a small reading, y'all. Not in the least bit. Okay. You know, I lied a little bit. The mic is still a little funky. I hope y'all can't hear that. It's just been, it's been a thing lately. Okay, let's do this. So the theme we're working with in this season, this is the night of inspiration. Now, I like this. I like that we've started with fire. Okay, so inspiration, fire, right? This is... This is magic. This is our willpower. I will it so. This is enthusiasm. This is power. This is passion and it's creativity, right? So the nights are this expression. I always say of like our 20 somethings of like anything's possible. We hope that we're at like the height of our confidence because we're feeling immortal, right? We're not children anymore we're adults and we think we know all the things so but there's this freshness and this newness to it that gives us emblazoned boldness that we're like why not because we haven't failed much at this point probably right and so the knights are the same they actually haven't failed much they've been uh taught they have skills right they not only have skills because they've learned to be a knight they have muscle memory because of the repetition you know, of like, not only their training, but perhaps going into battle a few times. So there's confidence here of both a learned skill set and a practical application. It's not the eldest, wisest person that says I'm completely infallible. And yet they're like, well, I haven't really failed big yet. And I'm still here. So it's pretty good. So when we see the night of inspiration as the theme of this season, it tells us to be bold, go do the thing, try the stuff, say it, right? Set something into action, something that lights you up, that's something that lights you on fire, like try to go get it. Okay, so it's an initiator card in this deck. It's a horse that looks like um, I don't know much about horses, but it's like this dappled dappled palomino is what comes to my mind. And that sounds a little bit fancy and not, you know, totally like mundane and typical. It's a light colored horse that's got chocolatey brown spots and its mane actually looks like fire in this card and above it it has fireworks right so this night of inspiration says go for it try it G light the world on fire like whatever gets you fired up just head that direction and again there's a little bit of a recklessness in it when it comes to the nights but sometimes that really works right because libra air signs can have us overthinking things to where we just never fucking even try and the beauty of a fire sign is that we get excited and it is magical and if we can get our emotional frequency on board now it doesn't always have to be happy we we talk about that a lot around here, but the guidance right now is enjoy, but rage matters because rage also protects. Like if you were fucking fired up to protect, right? 
then go try it, do it, try to help move the dial forward. Right. So I feel this way, honestly, about magical mentoring, because people will be like, what difference are you making in the world? I'm like 30 souls. I have held this space for them, you know, twice a year for five years. I may be small, (laughs) but I am helping move the dial forward. So this card, you know, says take a leap, take a run at it. Where are you trying to move the dial forward? Get excited, get your energetics up. And if you can't get the energetics up, right, then you just are going to need to wait and explore like what lights you up. Cause you'll meet certain people. I've had it happen and I'm watching it happen right now where my energy gets all excited. I'm like, Oh, we're going to do something together. And it's going to be fun. And it's going to be useful and it's going to be successful. Now, the timing of when the useful, successful thing actually happens can be much farther down the road. But this is the theme of this cycle. So for September to October 23rd, as well as September 23rd through December 21st, what lights you on fire? What gets you excited? What are you fired up about? Take a run at it. Don't overthink it. Because it is the downside sometimes of fire cards of like, maybe we didn't think about it so much. We just fucking did it. This is saying, don't overthink it. Don't perfect it. Just head for it. I love that. I love that. Okay. Then we move into what to release. Okay. I'm saying it like that, y'all, because I got no poker face. I got no game face. Now, when it comes to release, okay, I say this every time because it's per reading. What does it mean? Release can say, let it fucking go. Just let it go. Please let it go. Right. And the other release can be like, what to put out in the world? Like you may be sitting on something, an idea, a comment, a phrase, a business, an artistic endeavor, put it out there. This is definitely a let it go. We got to drop some shit in our own personal lifetime in order to make progress forward. The second card in this reading, y'all, it's the justice card. I can't make this up. The card of the sign, the card of the season, we pulled it. So we're sitting in the juices of its magic and it says, lean into it. Now we went into the little mini dive of the justice card, right? It says you've got to act in integrity. So either the actions and the practices you have put in play in the past or coming to fruition and you're getting these beautiful benevolent like yeses and healings and manifestations or just really feel good vibes there's just no bullshit happening or this card is coming to take you to task which is actually what i hear for the greater of the listeners is that you know things and you think things and you feel things but you have not either put them into action yet or you're not doing the action now. Okay. So this is calling you into integrity. Walk your walk. Don't just talk your talk. Okay. So the justice card in this deck is really interesting. It's really beautiful. It's a face that um, is glowing, but there's a split at the third eye through the crown of the head with this beautiful bubble around the back of it with sacred geometry. And to me, this really offers like your, which is, okay. So I always say that Libra is light pink and lavender as its color schemes. Um, That's how it always presents, you know, in messaging through me. And this is equally Aphrodite, Venus and Lilith. And it says, you know, the crown chakra is opening that energetic center, how we receive messaging from the divine. 
it's opening. You're going to be getting more messaging within this period of time. Be open to it. Receive, right? But then in this card, you move down and there's a shadow of the same face that's split, right? This new exalted version is being birthed out of it. So this means that, you know, it leads us exactly where we were talking about new words, new concept, new ways of communicating, new ways of looking at things, not being afraid to learn to be wrong and to make mistakes, how we trigger others, how we are contributing to trauma and triggering. And it's not that we're aiming for perfect. We're not. And it's very clear that we're going to make mistakes because we're fucking human. And yet it says, be willing to make the mistakes so that the new you can be birthed out of it. And, and meaning the new you, like a more purified version, and this isn't purity culture, a more spiritual version, a more expanded version, a version that's capable of holding more and doing less harm. The languaging that keeps moving through in these episodes and as I'm putting these together in the last few weeks is really about do no harm, right? So we can get caught up in our brain about like, I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Okay. We've just got to fucking drop that. That's really the biggest thing that I hear of like what we have to release. We have to be klutzy. We have to be clumsy and we have to learn how to choose things or do things or say things that are in do no harm, right? It's not at a cost to us or to someone else. That actually exists. But, and this justice card is showing us that this is a period of time of like splitting up what we think we know, of tearing apart some of the ways that we think and act and, and communicate. Communication is key. There's so much about language and words. It's an air sign. How could they not be? And we've already talked about the swords. So this justice card is like this pull apart of the old shadows of ourselves, right? The things we are not proud of that we don't want to talk about it. We wish we could just skip past it for the healing and the good stuff. Nope, not how it works. Not right now. But you do get to dismantle. You do get to rebuild and reimagine. And you're going to do that through an awareness and an opening in the crown chakra. So get yourself into meditation. Y'all, there is really only one answer when it comes to amplifying your intuition, getting connected to your intuition, expanding it, and learning how to trust the messaging of your gifts. That is consistent meditation. There is no way around it. Okay. If there is one to do in this process, it's that. Now, there are so many ways to meditate, okay? But if you're still feeling frustrated of like, oh, I don't hear, I don't understand, you better check your self-care and you better check that meditation practice, okay? So this is offering us meditation in this cycle for sure. It's also offering us just an opening of our thought process, our words, and our thinking patterns. And that may mean that we're getting checked by other people like, mm, that language was not good. It could have been seen as harmful. It was not received well. And it's coming through that, like, we talk a lot about, you know, like how in text, in, in, in writing, there's an opportunity, you know, for people to be more honest and more truthful. And yet context is, and tone is, can be completely lost in 
writing, right? This is why voice, you can hear when somebody's trying, you can hear when they're struggling, you can hear when they meant what they said, right? And why voice is so important here. And so you may get called out of like, no, 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 y'all don't get to skate anymore because we lost it in context. You didn't communicate as well as you could have. And the way you communicated was hurtful and potentially harmful. Let's recover from that. And let's learn better and do better. You can learn better and do better. I know everybody here can. I know I can. I know I'm trying every day, right? None of us are exempt from this messaging or from this work. We just got to like really drop. We got to release this idea of like shame. And oh my God, I did it wrong. Nobody fucking cares. How do we recover from it? How do we do better? Because what is the most beautiful experience? For me, it's when something you're like, oh my God, I said that and it went sideways. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go apologize and I'm going to go explain why I did what I did. And past me, younger me used to be like, oh, they're going to be mad at me and they're not going to understand. And now I'm like, you know what? That's okay. We're going to learn our way through it. And if we really can't communicate like grownups, then this is the other things are wrong. And the best experiences is when people go, oh, okay, well, I really appreciate that apology because yeah, that was kind of funky and hurtful, but that makes complete sense. And I appreciate this work. Or, oh, I didn't even take it that way, but I still appreciate this clarity and, and the, 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 the doubling back just to make sure everybody's okay. Great good humaning in care of each other without martyrdom, without shame, without guilt. It's a magical thing, y'all. Let's do it together. Okay. So then we move into what to learn. Well, apparently we have a lot to learn in this cycle because we have pulled the muse of emotions. Now the muse cards in this deck they're the magic of this deck, right? There are no kings. This is a goddess-driven experience and energetic here. Now, the emotions are cups. It's real straightforward. How do we feel, right? What is our connection to love and unconditional love and healing and psychic uh, pathways and intuitive um, connections as well as our spirituality and source and spirit itself? So the muse of emotions is very big, right? These cards in this deck, whereas every other card is vertical, the muse cards are horizontal, they take up a little more space, y'all. Okay. And this card is so cerulean blue that looks like it has little um, uh, lotus blue flowers on the corners of it. And it looks like an ocean, but it's black and white striped with um, little like uh, the tropical fish at the bottom, but I don't know what kind. And it's two figures standing back to back. So it looks like a mirror image. Um, holding a conch up to their mouths, but it looks like they're drinking something. Okay. So I'm just going to read the booklet on this one because the muse of emotion says we have a lot to learn in this cycle about our connection to intuition and to source. And, you know, this back to back 
aspect to me and drinking of these conch shells just pull through this massive um, meaning of understanding that our benevolent ancestors have our back, but we need to drink from their wisdom. So there is a flow here. There is a softness here, but there is a cleanse and there is a massive intuitive, psychic, magical, like I hear overload right now. And yet it doesn't feel like it's going to capsize us. It's got our back if we're willing to receive it. Because there's so much here about drinking from the cup and drinking from the, is it conch or conch? I don't know. But let's read the booklet because this muse of emotions is big. This is what to learn in this season. The keywords here, okay, so this is the Muse Tarot by Chris Ann, are compassion, joy, the freedom to feel all the emotions as a way to self-discovery, transcendent states of bliss, meditation, oh, hey, let's just double up on that, inner calm and knowing, being totally in touch with your desires and with balanced and peaceful emotions, avoiding moodiness. The prompt here is rinsing the shadow. Yes. Now, to me, before I even get into more of this, this is about dropping the shame and the guilt and that fear of being wrong or having done the wrong thing or things being imperfect. As a recovering perfectionist, as someone who was very abused as a child, I know what it feels like to be terrified of like walking on a landmine. What if I say the wrong thing? What if I do the wrong thing? I also know this transition and process of self-empowerment of going like, yeah, I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to stumble on my words. But the recovery and my, my intention and my energetics towards the recovery and saying the thing, they all matter. And you can get to a place where you anticipate and expect the best possible outcome. And that if the best possible outcome doesn't happen, like, and I'm saying you can expect it emotionally, then you go, well, that wasn't for me. Then that relationship is not what I thought it was. It is not something that needs to continue. Drop it and move on. So as much as water can really weigh us down and have us in the flood of emotion, its main benevolent intention is to cleanse and clear and flow and move the fuck on roll down that river, right? So this says, come tiny vessel of love to the place where the water drops off and pour everything into the sweet shell of life. This message of highest love resides where all bits and pieces of your anger and sadness are brewed and alchemized into beautiful experiences for the soul, for they too are experiences to be cherished and learned from. Come meditatively, quietly, calmly with everything you are. Leave nothing behind, for you will need it all in this place of mindful understanding. Steer clear of manipulation and moodiness and come into the night on the sweet waves of kindness, for those are the waves that will push you past the riptide. They will float you to the sandbanks of connection and invite you to explore your inner world with the gentlest compassion. Your task is to simply be true to your heart and accepting of the nature that is as the healing waters of pure love are headed your way. Attend awareness of perception, reaction, emotion, empathic and true, sensitive wisdom who crosses this sea the subtle magic of now lies with you. 
well, my loves, what to learn, muse of emotions. I really believe that there is a definite cleansing, right? There's an up-leveling of our psychic capacities, of our gifts, of our intuition. And it just screams that if we can release the judgment and shame and self-judgment and just try to drop some stuff and move on, stop telling the same story, right? Or interrupt the story or I see that story that doesn't feel great. And then go have the recovery conversation. Anyhow, that there is massive upswing, healing, cleansing, and growth in our intuitive capacities. And it is reflecting back to the Virgo new moon, Virgo new moon is pushing, was pushing, still is how our emotions are connected to our vessel and the treatment of the vessel and the recalibration of the energetics directly affect our magic. And when I say our magic, this is going to be specific to each of you because we each have a different magic in the world, right? I know I can't do a reading if I'm dysregulated or overly tired or worried about something else. So how do I recalibrate myself invest in trust and bolstering in order to be the clearest channel I can to show up for what I need to do. Well, short answer, get on the mat with me over unicornwellnessstudio.com. Be consistent about your meditation practice. Drink water, stay hydrated. Drink that blue lotus tea. It's coming through again. It's been with us for a while. It's a cleansing and a clearing and an amplifying and a recalibration of the third eye. It's really beautiful. Okay. Then we have what to learn. No, 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 no. That's what to learn. Then the next one is our big steps towards our highest and greatest good in this cycle. And like I said, y'all, this is not a small reading. It's a very big reading. You have two major arcana cards. You have the muse card. So this is our second major arcana. This is death, right? Death is number 13 which I love. And I have really come to cherish the death card. It did used to frighten me a bit, or you'd at least just be like, oh, this just means something hard's coming. Right. But 13 is the number of the goddess. Okay. And when we think of goddess nature or goddess era or goddess mode, when we think about a goddess in its traditional mythology, right. What we definitely don't think about is somebody who is stewing on bad feelings, anxiety, and stress. We think about someone who is sovereign unto themselves, empowered, may come across as a big old biatch, but also probably has a reason for it and is okay with it because it's not in their best interest to be giving their power away or to be people pleasing. I don't agree with that. That doesn't work for me. I'm not going to do that. And because of that, there's a lot of pleasure and a lot of self-empowerment, okay? So this is the big step for our highest and greatest good in this cycle. And so the big step is death. Death really, in readings with me, is about a death of ego. Who I thought I was, who I thought I was going to be. Mostly ego has us thinking we're right and someone else is wrong. Or we talk a lot about it around here of when 
we start to express like, oh my God, I must be the worst client or I must be the worst person in the whole world at that. There's a lot of ego to think you're the worst in the world because you're not, right? So the death card has a saying that our big step is just to let some things go. Step into that goddess nature. Let old ways of doing things die. Release it right? This card in this deck is so pretty and macabre, right? Like there's a moth coming out. There are two figures that look like um, goddess statues, the swathed in white, you know, being pulled at by a spider web and a face above that's kind of shrouded that looks almost ghost-like and a face below that looks very spooky season, like witch- Lilith, Hecate vibes. So this rebirth of heading towards the light, but you're going to come up and out of the dark. So death always says, look towards the shadow work. There are shadows that are calling. There's still more rebirth to do. It is officially shadow season. Now, what needs to die, what needs to go What I hear in this is that our big steps of the death of the ego is to get a little bit more cutthroat. That partnership is not working. That role isn't working. This habit of mine, not fucking working. Let it go. Change it. Get fierce. Stop screwing around about it. Stop thinking about it. Just go do it. And actually, I know it's not really, it's not the softy, right? And sometimes it's not that easy, but I will tell you as a coach and a mentor who's held space for over 20 years for people and for my damn self, sometimes it is that easy. Sometimes we waste so much time and energy thinking, rethinking, overthinking that we could have done it already. We really could have. And then when you start doing things and you start practicing, then that thing becomes the new habit. That's the goal is to swap habits, right? So the death card is is pushing us to be a little more hardcore on ourselves, not to beat ourselves up, not to generate shame, actually to drop it. Quit worrying about it. Drop it. Do you want to expand and be the badass goddess who's enjoying their life or not? Do you want to be someone who acts and lives in integrity, who is helping move things forward in tiny increments? Because that matters or not. Are you maintaining the status quo or are you helping just a tiny, tiny bit? Because a tiny, tiny bit matters. Okay. So the big step in this cycle is the death card. There's a rebirth coming, but we're not there yet. This would also push us to a highlight on Scorpio season right? Because death is Scorpio's card. So it's like something really big has to be released in that season in this cycle, because we're looking at the macro cycle also. And what does that mean? It means that it, it doesn't mean something has to die. It doesn't mean you have to break up with somebody. It means that a big way of functioning internally from our soul subconscious level is capable and on the table for being released and healed and solved for good. If you're up for it, if you're there clutching at it, trying to hang on to it, it's not going to happen. Let it go, right? Because when we birth out of the dark, right, then we can lift up into the light, 
but we cannot bypass that lower level. So lean in to the lower level. Okay. Very last card. Very last card. This is the next step because the big things aren't necessarily the next things. So the next things, the next step for our highest and greatest good in this season and this cycle is the nine of voices. This makes a lot of sense to me, even when I saw it come out, because one, it's voices, which is cool, right? Because we're talking about Libra season, it's an air season, we got the justice card and we've got the swords, which voices are the element of swords in this deck. Nine of voices always says these are things we are freaked out about, things that worry us, and this worry and anxiety and overthought really drag us down and do a number on us. They keep us stuck, they keep us small, and they keep attracting the same mess we don't want or we're trying to get out of. Now, the nine of voices, nine is our karmic closures and cycles ending, and I like to explain it as like when you're a kid in bed and you see this scary, you know, shadow on the wall, and you're like, oh my god, there's a fucking monster in and someone comes in and turns on the light and goes, oh, I see how that could have been a monster and how that would have triggered fear in your vessel. I'm so sorry. But hey, look, it's just a stuffed animal. It's got this funky scarf hanging off of it. And it looks like its arm is coming off. So it's really just a stuffed animal. It's okay. I'll move it. I'll take it out of here. Plus, it wasn't really a threat. You just registered it as a threat. So the nine of voices says once you get into shadow work, it is exactly that same experience. Things that you think are a threat that are such a big deal, once you turn the light on on them, once you go exploring and like spelunking in your own shadows, you're like, actually, that's not that big of a deal. I get how it was perceived like that and how it triggered fear. But when you really move in it and through it, it's not a big deal anymore. There's actually nothing to be afraid of. Now, there are things in life to worry about or to be afraid of for certain, right? And yet we have to remind ourselves in our very experience in moment to moment, day to day, the majority of this audience is not in danger, right? And so we have to be grateful for that and utilize that, not take it as this point of, oh, I'm so embarrassed to have privilege that I am in a safe space. Oh, no, 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 you don't. You be grateful for it and you utilize it in right action for others because there are others who aren't in safe places and spaces, okay? So this nine of voices in this deck is so beautiful, right? It has this body that is holding on to this light that's coming. It looks like a triangle. So to me, this is, you know, information, that triangle facing down, if I'm correct, Triangle facing down is fire and facing up is water. Maybe it's different, but there's a triangle facing down and it's orange. So it's bringing fire energy and fire vibes and they're holding on to it. And then from there, it looks like it turns into pearls and like party lights. And it's very shadowed and looks like there is a full moon behind her, even though it's muted. Okay. And then you have it coming down into these clouds, into this vessel and this body that's sleeping in the fetal position. So it's like the cosmic energetics converge to remind us that actually we are safe in this moment in time. And when we look at the shadows and the stuff that we really fear, the whole point is to look at them and to deal with them and work with them. Because the moment we start to engage with something in a constructive manner, it diffuses its fear and its power. And then we start to go, actually, we could do this and that would make it better. Actually, we could do that and it would make it better. And then we start to be engaged in the process rather in fear of things happening, you know, 
to us. Now we're in co-creatorship of I'm going to help prevent some of these things or educate on these things, right? So there's this dance of actually when you start to turn the lights on on things, things aren't so very bad. So it's also showing me this imaging of like, you know, you have stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of mail and you're like, it's so stressful and I haven't opened them and I'm sure something's gone to collections and I don't even want to open them. You know what? I get it. That's human. Go sit down, open all of them, get somebody to sit with you to parallel play, to be energetic support. And then you start to see that three quarters of that is trash, literal trash. So you put it in recycling, right? And then you've got a, a quarter of it to deal with. And you're like, oh, okay, that one still has time and I can go handle it. That one did go to this place called collections. You know what? I'm going to call them and offer them a payment on it. How do we fix this now? Because we have to remember there is always some way to make something better. There really is. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, once you've tackled these things and opened them up and looked at them, you do sleep better at night because it's not the unknown anymore. Even when you know the mess that you're working with, that is healing. I know what it is now. You know, now I can create a plan. Now I can take small actions towards better. Okay. And with that, this reading is complete. These things are something better for the highest and greatest good of all involved to the harm of none. So mote it be, and so it is now. We as a collective will it so. As always, I will post a photo of the full card layout um, the week that this publishes in my Instagram stories. And I'm, I always try to make a reel specific to the season. So we'll get it in the feed as well. It's a beautiful layout. It's a big layout. I mean, this is a big tarot reading, right? There's a lot here. And I see why this is our, our autumnal equinox, um, like macro cycle. And I mean, it's fascinating that we've got justice and death. I mean, not to mention the muse of emotions. We're dropping some energetic baggage. We're moving into our intuition deeper. We're expanding our intuition and our psychic capacities. And with that, we're letting old ways of functioning die the human ego is going, we can hold more space and then we head into rebirth. And then the small things that were terrifying us, they're not so scary anymore. And we start to really make progress. Beautiful. As always, I hope this resonates. Take what works with you. Leave the rest. Thank you for letting me into your collective energies in order to facilitate this reading. I love you. And I'm so grateful for your time and your interest. Now it's time, if you haven't already, to hit the subscribe button so you never miss this magic. If this episode has you thinking of someone else who needs this spark, share it. And if it resonates with you to rate and review the podcast, I would be ever so grateful. The more ratings and reviews the show has, the easier it is for other seeking souls to find their healing home base. It's a super simple way for you to support someone else's healing. 
If you have topics you'd like to hear me cover or guests you'd like to hear on the show, or hey, you just want to say hi, DM me on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez. And make sure to check out all of my offerings at unicornwellnessstudio.com. Links are below in the show notes. I love you so very much. And remember, healing is for you. And it all starts with just that one